Welcome back to the Haircuts Subcuts podcast with me and Robbie Rob. We've got Reese uh, Lewis on today, a fellow barber. First time having another barber on in the local area. Obviously, we've had Clint on. Uh, he's also a fellow barber, but you're quite local. Yep, not too far. Risborough. What's that about? 20, 30 minutes from yourself, isn't it? Yeah, it's not too far. Nah, the other side of Wickham. Yeah, nah, nah. So right. it's good to be on. Talk some boxing. Could have had a, could have had more of it on Saturday night, but Rob decided to leave me. Yeah, I was tri- I was driving, unfortunately. So <laughs> five and drivers. Yeah, I can't no, do, don't advertise, don't advertise drink driving on the podcast. So. <laughs> anyone that drinks and drives should lose their license for life, just like anyone that pops heart in a Vada test. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll give you that. I'll give you but that. What, what, what's your views on that race? On the whole debacle of last week, make an example of it. I think you know. Yeah, it's it's a shame. Twenty four years old. He's got another. You know, 10, 12 years left in the game. But if they make an example of him, a young up-and-comer, it could, you know, hopefully make everyone else, you know, who are up-and-coming, rethink using PEDS. I mean, it's, it's, it's despicable, isn't it, really? Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm in the same camp as you, you know. But the um, thing is, my argument is, is, is you know, they, they fight twice a year. So they give them a six-month ban and a fine. But that's okay because they're not going to fight for seven months. Yeah, you sit. So what? What are they? What are they losing out? Nothing. Yeah, especially a fighter at his level, right? You know, he's he is a big name, or he was a big name before last week. Um, exactly. You know, so if I, yeah, as you say, if I ban him for six months, right, he's lost this pay packet. But you know, yeah. he's yeah, he's going to have big fights in the future. Um, as you mentioned Saturday when we were talking about Canelo, that he got a six yeah. month ban. Means fuck all to Canelo, doesn't it? He only boxes once every seven, eight months. Yeah. Or, or did at the time. Yeah, yeah, now he's active as Oak, Canelo. I mean, Woodley unified a division of, what, 11 months, four fights. Unbelievable. You know, that was that was an impressive year in terms of, you know, activity. What's, your, was, um, what's your view, Luke, on yeah, what Reese just said about making an example? Do, do you think they should... Yeah and no. Like I'm I'm well in the camp of, you know, they need to make an example of him. But at the same time, you got people like Jarrell Miller. Um, you've got, you know, many other people that have failed drugs tests and they don't get banned for life. But what I what I do think of because he is such a high profile person, uh he crosses over into the living rooms of your nan's house because of who his dad is. He carries that big family name on the shoulder. So I don't think they should ban him for life because that's just not not fair. What would you you think? I I think they should drag him on if he if they ever find his B sample and it comes back that it was uh, a hot test then they need to drag him on TV and make him apologise and or you know say how they're going to get to the bottom of it and i think i don't don't think i'd ever say this uh, a year ago i think the british boxing board of control really need to look at how they structure themselves because they're classified as a charity they're a limited company but they're still a charity 
they need the promoters more than the promoters need them. That's a fact. Because mm. if you can go to Luxembourg and get a Luxbox license and put in a show in this country, what the fuck do you need the British Boxing Board of Control for? Mm-hmm. It needs, no, I agree with that. Uh, it needs to be like uh, how the UFC run. Uh, like Rob says, you know, we can slag off Nevada State Athletic Commission all we want, but the way they're running it out there is the way it needs to be run out here. Um, because, unfortunately, Eddie Hearn and uh, Carlos Howland and the whole Wasserman group, they, they should be investigated. And I think what they was trying to do on the weekend was disgusting. Maybe oh, just I... make a couple of points on that, Luke. Um, you know, I, I think he should be made an example of, look, there's others before who haven't been made an example of. But for me... You know, in football, they had stadium issues. Hills were happening. I'm not comparing 96 deaths to a drug, a failed drug test. But what my point is, is that was the moment football needed change and they needed to do something. Whether if it was the benefit of supporters or, you know, players themselves or TV rights, football made a decision to make it all seating, to ban alcohol in stadiums. You know, it put people off going. And purely because this has hit the back pages... You know, you pick up a copy of the Sunday Times, it's on the back page. For a lot, Unless there's a big heavyweight fight, you don't really get that in boxing. So this has blown up. It's dragged the sport through the mud, along with the promotions. You know, they've, they're just as much to blame here as Conor Ben. And I completely agree with the point that, yeah, Eddie Hearn, Calais Sorbonne, whatever his name is, you know, Wasserman, even the zone to an extent, you know, needs to be restructured. Um, I just think now, now is the time that boxing needs to do it. This is the moment. Because if I don't do it now, it will never happen in the UK. No, it does need to be done. And I'd like to point out that this isn't the first time something like this has happened. Um, Dillian White's A sample came out of adverse findings and that didn't come out in the press until after the fight. Yes, his, his B sample did actually come back negative. It was fine. Um it wasn't widely reported as B sample came back, but it did come back. I've done my research into it. Um, but that fight, as far as I'm concerned, shouldn't have gone ahead either. If there's any doubt in the safety of the fighters, then it should be Nat's not going ahead. Because you I think don't that's you... why. Pardon? Sorry, sorry, whilst it's on my mind, do you think that's why Chris Eubank Senior, you know, what, three two, three weeks ago, was saying, you know, that uh, the fight should be off, doesn't want his son to fight. Do you think that, obviously, they had it leaked to him in their yeah, camp? of course. That he failed the test. I think that, hence, too. Hence why I'll Chris Eubank going out eating KFC and cake. <laughs> Maybe he knew the fight wasn't going to go on. And KFC's delicious. <laughs> but he well, did weigh in, didn't he? He did. 159 point, did point something, I think, 0.6 or 0.7. I didn't realise that. Yeah, yeah, yeah he, weighed in. he made the weight. Yeah. KFC, good for you. I mean, have you guys seen the video? Um, it's a guy in Master Knowledge. Yeah. No, it's actually just a no. podcast. And the, the video of him speaking to Chris Eubank Jr., kind of telling him the news. Sorry, Eubank Senior. And Senior just doesn't look surprised at all, does he? It's like, oh my God. <laughs> oh, okay, really? Yeah. You know, and you know, there's reports he leaked it to the press. If he did, good on him. Yeah. Well, have you have you seen um, the Stamina for Sale podcast? They had Chris Eubank Senior on today, and Spencer Fearon put it up on uh, Instagram. He's saying that he's coming for the promoters 
for trying to murder his son. I mean, he's on about doing, uh, taking the legal battle, which look, I don't know what way that would go. I'm not a lawyer, but I can yeah. imagine that would be quite difficult. But um, look, he, just, if he, he does it, he's well within his right, isn't he? He's well within his right to. And and as I said before, you know, you know, you just talk about Dylan White's B sample, but that wasn't as yeah. big as this fight. You know, the whole no. country, mm-hmm. even America, tuning into this, and British boxing just looks corrupt. You know, and, and something needs to be done about it. So, what, what was the um, the client's thoughts on this fight and a run up to, uh, in your shop for you? Because obviously, barbershops and boxing tend to go hand in hand. So, what was your client yeah. on the run up to the fight? I get you get the casual fans, and then you get the people that you know that read between the lines and actually take a you know have a bit of knowledge about about boxing itself. A lot of the casuals, I don't like to use that term so much, but I will. Um, obviously, they're going for Ben because they think that Chris Eubank is, is old, over the hill. We seem to forget he's only 32 years old. Is he 32? 33. 33. So it's, it's only not, just 33. It's not, old. it's not old, is it? You know, he's got miles on the tank, yeah. but he's been in there with some good names. But yeah, getting back to your question. Um, yeah, I'll probably if I had to do a percentage, I'd say 70 30 in favor of Ben. What was their opinion once it came out and failed the drug test? <laughs> oh, no, no, you know, oh, no, it can't be wrong, can't be right. Sorry, can't be right, you know, blah blah blah. They're just trying to just trying to hide it, just don't want to. What's the word? Um, they're blind to it, you know, they think that Ben can't do no wrong, so a bit like. Don't want to ruffle any feathers, you know. There's a bit like AJ. Everyone's so ah, oh, AJ can't do no wrong. Even his little run after the uh, after the Usyk fight, you know. Yeah, yeah. You, you got some call about on it, but ultimately nothing happened. And it's a bit like Ben. Um, ben, I personally think I think Ubank would have beaten. Yeah, so do I. Yeah, same. Yeah, I, I'm going to go out on a whim and say I think he could have possibly stopped it. He's, he's a big boy. You know, yeah. He's bigger, stronger. He, he's got what I would say a very clever fighting style which makes his engine appear to be absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. Which he does have a good engine but he likes to take walks in a fight and make you burn energy and then he you know, capitalizes and wins the end of the round again. But my customers went from, yeah, I think Connor Ben could do him, you know, the rehydration clause, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And, oh, I I want Ben to win to, oh, if they do get it on, if it is rescheduled, I hope Connor Ben gets sparked out. It's gone from everyone love Connor Ben to everyone thinks he's a numpty. Yeah. I just want to go back to your point, Reese, actually, about, um, you know, your clients that's, Use the word casuals, right? But, um, well, we don't like to use, but, um, saying, you know, when it all came out, it's Ben can do no wrong. My big problem with the media in the past week is there's been a lot of that from a lot of boxers, ex boxers, who yeah. fought under the matchroom banner. And, um, as far as I'm concerned, they're putting the sport into as much, as much distribute as Ben has by I'll not calling you... out what's gone on here. You know, they're forgetting I'll give you a prime context. example about a year ago. I got into it with someone 
nothing, you know, nothing, nothing bad. But I got into it with someone about uh, about you know boxing, UFC, and that. And um, I ruffled some feathers. And obviously, I'm I'm a I'm a huge Canelo fan, as everyone knows. Um, and he mentioned he was like, oh yeah, you know, your boy Canelo is always going to be known as a drug cheap like That's what he did. Anyone that uses, you know, performance enhancers, they you know. This, that, and everything else, right? So, I see that same guy last week when it all come out about Conor Ben, and his attitude was, "Oh, well, 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 you know, we don't know what it was he was taking. Yeah. It could be nothing. Who knows? You know, similar sort of thing. Just defending it because he can't do any wrong." Yeah, you're right. And yeah. um, look, for me, Canelo, great boxer, but I. I'm one of the camp that say he'll always have that little asterisk to his name. And, um, <laughs> and we can agree, disagree on that, but your point's right. You know, some people yeah. just defend people. Brush it under the carpet. Yeah. yeah. And, um, but then I, I think yeah. we've got to just realise it's rife. It is rife. And yeah, that, I, yeah, and that's where, that's the main reason I want the British Boxing Board of Control, you know, say recommissioned, for example, or re-regulated, because um, yeah. we... It, it's sort of cancer in the sport, isn't it? And it's not yeah. gone anywhere. And as much as I love boxing, it's my favourite sport. We've but had what could they do like better? This. Regulate uh, it better. You know, they could just yeah. regulate it better. You know, and they've done it in the UFC with you, um, with you, Sada. You know, I was telling Reese mm. on Saturday, John Jones hid under the octagon for for a drug test. <laughs> you know what I mean? And they kept <laughs> went back and back and back until they got his sample. <laughs> And he, and he pissed off. So like, there's a tip anyone if you want to hide under the ring. <laughs> well, yeah. see, I I think there is going to be change in um, the British Boxing Board of Control. I don't know how much, but for the first time ever, they are reportedly asking Varda to look at the test results of what they found. If that's the case, they've brilliant. never done before. And what a lot of people don't probably realise or know is that when you are... Uh, fighting under the British Boxing Border Control and being drug tested by UCAD, when you are out of camp and out of training, you are not tested. Yeah. With VADA, they can turn up 365 days of the year and piss test you and blood test you. Now, that's what you, that's what you saw to do in the yeah. UFC. They can just turn up on your doorstep. So that's that's what the British Boxing Border Control need to do. They need to say, do you know I was what? certainly made them think twice. We're, we're now working with VADA alongside UCAD. Um, you want to be licensed by us, you have to sign up to VADA. Like the WBC did with a clean boxing program, you have to sign up to VADA. Yeah. So that could potentially come in. And I hope it does because we know from people we speak to in boxing, we can't mention any names, but you know, professional boxing managers, uh, professional coaches that have told us I know who's juicing. I know who they're buying it off. Why do you think they always go to Dubai? Yeah. We're not getting yeah, tested by UK yeah. whilst they're doing their hot weather training. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> look, it, 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 the nice thing would be for boxing to get sort of cleaned up a bit as a sporting hole. You know, we had the old Daniel Kinahan debacle for the past 10 years. Oh, that no. looks like... And, 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 you know, they got, like, you know, they outed him and MTK had to shut down the next day. Look, people lost work. But what yeah. MTK was as a business was fucking poisonous for boxing. You know, and it quite rightly exactly. took a huge effect from the Daniel Kinahan news coming out. Mm. But, but that's right. They've managed to get rid of that. Now let's get rid of the doping. 
No, but it's at least try. At least do something that makes it look like... It should be the easiest thing to get rid of, shouldn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, you know, yeah. I don't know money, etc. But let's get rid of... Yeah, let's get rid of this fucking poison in small boxing. It's, and it's that's been it. hanging... It's been lingering for years, isn't it? And that's why I, I believe, you know, setting an example is what we need. Yeah. All right, fair enough. I'm not saying, a, you know, a lifetime back. But something where, you know, we could lose a, a couple of good paychecks for the next couple of years. Yeah. Because then the other fighters are 24 years old who think, man, you know, if I get caught juicing, I'm on the up and coming. I don't want to lose that money. I want to be fighting. So it's it's a risk that they take, which money talks at the end of the day. If, if they if they bank on a bent for, let's just say, two years, he fights twice a year, what do you reckon he's getting a fight? A mil? A couple of mil? Mm. You know, mm. that's yeah. big bucks there. Yeah. And, and again, look, we need to, and it'll make others think twice. We need to also concentrate on the fact that how much, you know, an incident like that happening last week jeopardised an undercard and jeopardised, you know, small hall boxers who oh. are getting their first big paycheck or paychecks to make dividends meet. And, and that's it. And that's, and uh, yeah. Oh, right, fair enough. You know, it's, it's, it's a touch easier. When I say easier, maybe that's not the right word to use, but I will use it. It's, it's a touch easier for boxers on these shows. They don't necessarily rely on ticket sales, like the small hall. Now, mm. I know with the small halls, you have to, when you sell your tickets, you have to cover your purse and your opponent's. And um, if you, whatever you don't sell comes out of your purse, you know. But then for a whole show to be cancelled, eight weeks training, like these guys, at least these small hall shows, a lot of them hold full-time jobs. Do you see what I So it's not so much of yeah. a, a dependent. Whereas these big guys on these shows, it's, boxing is their full-time job, so they're training for eight weeks for it to be cancelled. They don't get paid for that. I mean, uh, all, all, because, all because of someone else at the top. Yeah, I mean, all my, my sort of view of it would now be um, that could boxing have a union? You know, there, there's no, there's no union. There's <laughs> a union. That's in your armor. Yeah, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> but you know what I mean? You know, for when events like this happen, there is yeah. money in a pot. To, you know, because you've got trainers, you've got yeah, everything. Now, there was a cab driver called in to talk sport the other day. And he's basically saying, you know, I've got to drive my cab around now every weekend of the next six weeks to make back what what I lost in this training yeah. camp. And, you know, and boxing needs something like that, a union. Yeah. To, because it would help. And it, and it would put, promote, it put promoters under pressure in these situations. But then do you... Um, do you th do you think that's not been thought of over the years though? I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Only because of the background. I wasn't asking that, thinking that you knew the answer. But I wonder if you know people have thought that and as to why it has never, never materialised. Yeah, I it's, mean, a, it's yeah. a good idea. I, I, yeah, you know, yeah, it's good. I, 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 I like that. I, 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 guess, I guess promoters are probably so powerful at the moment that, or have been for years, that you can't mm. have anything like that. But as I said a minute earlier, this could be the moment. Boxing changes. Yeah, 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 yeah. it's got the pressure from the public. It's got the pressure from journalists. It's got. It will probably be mentioned in government at some point. Let's be honest. By a sports minister, it probably will. Mm -hmm. um, so let's jump on it and do something like that. Hopefully. Okay, so let's play devil's advocate again. What if Conor Ben's B sample comes back clear? Okay. Right? Well, one, one, it won't. No, but let's let's just let's just pretend it does, right? In an so, ideal world, it obviously Vada 
do have a 99.8% uh, rate of A and B samples matching up. But let's say Conor Ben's in the 0.2%. What happens to the British Boxing Board of Control then? Because they will be sued. Well, the first thing is um, we delete our... We delete our last podcast because that'd be quite embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you—you uh, you was angry, Rob. You—you yeah. were proper angry. I, I'm just waiting. Yeah. Let's just. All I can say is, thank fuck, it wasn't about Frank Warren because we'd be in court, being sued. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, Frank Warren has got an impeccable record in court. He's undefeated. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, back back to your question. I mean, look, it won't come back. If it did. Um, there's still a first sample there, an A sample. So, yeah. you know... The, There'll always be that doubt, wouldn't there? Yeah. Um, and uh, it's all very well Eddie Hearn running about saying he's going to sue the British Boxing Board of Control. Come on. You know, it's it's not going to happen. The B sample's going to come back positive, isn't it? And there's more chance of Watford winning the Premier League than that B sample coming back. It's starting to think as, of that. As right? negative, yeah. Yeah, and that's never going to happen. So there we go. I, I, I think that if Conor Ben's uh, sample comes back positive and he gets banned for six months, I, I do generally think that's his career done though. Because yeah, I know, I know Canelo was a massive star and still is a massive star, and he pissed off and he got done. Yeah. But he'd already won multiple world titles as a apparent clean athlete he's gone mm. and won world titles as an apparent clean athlete since he'd been there done it I think for me I think for me it's the fact that it's come out and it's just been bullshit after bullshit denial denial we'll yeah. go down this route we'll and, 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 that, and, and, and that, that's even yeah, what you should have done you just shut up and wait for the bees I want to come back really shouldn't they they should have um, ordered it to be tested as soon as they realised he failed. Yeah, and I should, it would be should. a shame, yeah. you know, if it comes back and he gets banned. But I would like to have seen Conor Ben fight Virgil Ortiz Jr. That would have been that would have been a good fight for me. Do you not think so, that, Reese? Yeah. I'll miss that. Do you not think that, Reese? The fact that he's been caught doping, like you watch a Vargas fight and you just go, hmm, was he on it then? Well, that's always going to be the question now, unfortunately. He, he in his last couple of fights, he has looked like a, like a machine, and <laughs> yeah. you know now it's now now I know why. Yeah, sorry to say it, but yeah, you know. But yeah. I don't know. who knows? Let's wait for the big sample. Yeah, I, I just I do think though, regardless if the B sample comes back or not, I do think there needs to be a, a chat at the at the least with the British Boxing Board of Control and the promoters involved in the event. Because mm. if you're willing to put Chris Eubank Jr. in the ring with someone who's uh, failed a drug test, you need your fucking head checking. And this is going for someone who can't stand Chris Eubank Jr. <laughs> it is criminal, isn't it? It is criminal. It's disgusting. Yeah, it's... Um, yeah, it's bad at the but As I said on um, last podcast, didn't I... Um, It'd be a sad day for boxing if the fight went ahead. So at least it didn't yeah. go ahead, right? You know, at least that's something we can fucking grip onto and be like, yeah, that's a good part of it. <laughs> <laughs> fucking what a sad sight of affairs, right? Yeah. Oh. Well, 
let's see if it gets rescheduled or not. I don't think it will. I, I doubt I, it will. And I think if it, if it would, I, I think Chris Eubank would, would play it into his court and say, you know, I want it a higher weight, come to my weight. He would dictate. And I don't think I don't think Ben would accept any of his you know, any of his offers. I don't know. Yeah, imagine the media we'll imagine imagine the media as well running up to that fight. It will just be the whole thing will be a circus about how Ben how Ben's um drug cheat, wouldn't it? Yeah, do you know what I mean? It'd be it'd be it wouldn't be good look for Ben <laughs> at all, would it? No, before uh, yeah, we... just a quick one. Yeah. Who was who was gonna be in Eubank's corner? For that fight, I don't know. It wasn't Roy Jones, was it? No, he no, wasn't in it. Uh, I didn't. Have, I know his old man was going to be at his corner, but not in the corner. Tough one. That's the best. That I, I thought that was the best thing he'd done. Actually, like as much as I love Eubank Senior, best career decision he made when he got him out of his corner. I remember when they used to they used, in between rounds, they wouldn't even talk to each other. They just, just stood in the middle that. of the ring and <laughs> stare at his son. <laughs> 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 you absolute bender. To this weekend, uh, I just want to say something, right? Before I forget. So, you know, the British Boxing Border Control statement, we didn't touch on this every week. The way it was worded was saying it's not in the interest of boxing to let this fight go ahead, which mm. obviously alludes to the weight disparity. But they let. Golovkin, Kelbrook happened. 147 going up to 160. And that was a 160 fighter who was a beast, knocking every man and their dog out at the time. Yeah, so that was. I mean, that's, that's when you sit there and think, what, what fucking idiots are sanctioning these fights? Eddie Hearn would mm. kill his own grandma for a two pound coin, wouldn't he? Yeah, so but we know what, what I'm trying to allude to is I generally think that. They couldn't say because he'd failed the drug test because they don't officially recognise VADA, the British Boxing Board of Control. Yeah, but so yeah, that could have been their way of wording it was saying, we know he's failed the test, but it's not a regulator we use, so we're just going to fucking say it in, in interest. That, that, that was another excuse people were using last week. Yeah, fans are kind of been there going, oh yeah, but British Board of Control don't, um, they don't recognise VADA. It's like, that doesn't fucking matter. You yeah, failed exactly, the drug test. <laughs> you know, in my eyes, anyway. Point, is it? Yeah. Yeah. It's like the Prince Andrew defence in it. She lacks 16 to me. Oh, that's got me. Yeah. <laughs> right, so for this weekend's action, see, it's an all-female fight card that got um, postponed after Queen Elizabeth died. How do you think this is going to affect Clarissa Shields? You know, she's she's flown over here. She got used to the time difference, and she's had to go back home and then come back four weeks later. Did she? Did she go back? She did. Yeah. And she did. Is that going to uh, have a massive effect? I think it's it's going to affect both sides. Like, but how? I I, I can't tell you. I think maybe you know. Like I said, three, four weeks ago, didn't they get cancelled? Was it last, let's say a month ago? So what do they do? Do they take a week off and train for a couple of weeks? Or do they continue to train? Overexert yourself? Come into, you know, fight night this Saturday? Physically tired? That can affect your game? Can't it? You know, it depends how either fighter went around. 
you know, the uh, and handled the, uh, the previous fight being cancelled. You know, you've seen you've seen trainers in the past, uh, boxers in the past, when they they fought, they don't take that rest period, they continue to train, and then they, you know, there's a so fatigue. But that's a tough one. Is this a fine line of making sure you don't put on too much weight so you don't have to yeah. cut loads of weight again and not overcooking? So by the time you get in the yeah. ring, you're knackered. How, how, how close was it before it being cancelled? Was it a day or something, wasn't it? Yeah, a day before. A couple of days. So they, they were pretty much hitting weight, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. so was it a Thursday? The Queen died on the Thursday. The weigh-in been on the Friday. But they cancelled it on the Friday. So, yeah, Thursday, they would have yeah. been... They were ready you know, to make weight, weren't they? Yeah. They would have yeah. been yeah. weight. Yeah. yeah, which is probably the gruelest part of boxing, isn't it? The weight cut. Sometimes I do think to myself, you know, watching that Clarissa Shield, she's just so emotionally invested in it. That's what I think would be her downfall. Yeah, I mean, I think... I think Marsha the beater... Um, She's got the win over already. Amateur, different, I know. But um, I just think she's been more active. As you said earlier, she's fought mm. better opponents. And I, I just think that, that's really going to play into her hands. And she's the home fighter. Yeah. You know, that, that, that's really going to help. Um, and Chris Shields has been off doing, like, probably doing like Love Island USA or some bollocks. But her, but her fighting in MMA. So yeah. But, you know, it, it's completely different, isn't it? A training camp for MMA. For mixed martial arts to a boxing training camp, isn't it? You know, mm. she's you know, she's not mastering her skill really, is she? The past couple of years, whereas Marshall, she's been constantly in the gym, you know, fighting twice a year, and and I I, I think that'll be the um, I think that'll be the decider fight actually. Before she's that, girl as well, yeah, and but before that, I still thought Marshall would beat her if I ever thought. Um, I just think Shields been out for a couple of years, solidifies yeah. it for me really. Well, well, I, what I would think, you recommend? I, I think Savannah Marshall beats and I've said it from day one. And my reasoning is one, yes, she already has the win over her. So, you know, like Reese says, you know, Chris Shields is very emotionally involved in this fight. That will get the better of you. If someone yeah. has got the win over you and you're emotionally involved, you're going to overthink everything, uh, which means you're going to overreach. You're going to lean in a bit too much because you're going to mm -hmm. be chasing it. Because she's going to want to. Yeah. Hurt her. She's not going to want to win. She's going to want to hurt her. There's a difference. And Clarissa Shields, you know, she is the self-proclaimed greatest woman of all time, and she believes that height. Savannah Marshall has struggled with confidence in the amateurs. Like she even says it, not in her ability to fight, but in herself as a person. And that is what's held her back. And since she's been with Peter Fury, you've seen her as a person get more and more confident in front of a camera, more and more confident speaking to a room at a press conference. And as her confidence has come up like this, her performances in the ring have done exactly the same. Her boxing ability, yes, has got better, but that's because her confidence in herself has come up and she's allowing herself to express herself with her fists properly now. And she's a beast, and she can bang, and she's a bad bitch. I think she's wicked. Again, you know, it's, and, and main point you said there for me, Peter Fury being in the corner. You know, look, look what he done. Well, when Fury beat Klitschko, that was all Peter Fury for me. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Look at some of the other fighters he has. 
Huey Fury should have won a title shot. Now, for me, he's nowhere near that level. But Peter Fury got him to the hat, do you know what I mean? Um, and no, often he beat bring it out of you, can't he? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, having having the right trainer is um, wow. But it's, it's the most important thing. I mean, you've yeah. got a gel, you've got a clip. Yeah, it's everyday life, isn't it? You're spending you know months and months with this person. You know, they've got to be like your best mate in a way. And they always yeah, become yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. It's, you have to gel, and if you don't, I've, I've you know been there, and then it's just it's it's not nice. Yeah, it's like if you if you two train if you two train me, would that mean I'll become a barber within eight weeks? We're saying London's called barbering, bro. <laughs> oh yeah, now we're talking. <laughs> that bunch we'll of do a on them wankers. <laughs> you know, he oh, messaged yeah. me once on Instagram asking me to come down and teach for the day. Did it? Yeah, I told him to fuck off. <laughs> Who's that? That um, Michael, isn't it? Yeah, some company. I'm probably going to get sued for saying this. Oh, well, fuck it. I don't I can't stick the bloke myself, to be honest with you. So if you're going down, I'm coming with you. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, this is completely off topic. But anyone who wants to get into the world of barbering, do an old school, proper apprenticeship in a shop, sweep hair, make tea for the first couple of weeks, then, yeah. then get cut in. None of this pay yeah. a couple of thousand pounds at eight-week college course. You ain't going to learn nothing in eight weeks. Exactly. Well, I have no comments. That's, that's, that. that's, a, that's a topic for a different day. It is. I, I, I might not even keep that in the podcast. I might. I I'll might. tell you what, let's do, another pop, let's do another podcast about that. Yeah, about barbering and the bullshit. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, I've been saying that for months, do a barbering podcast because, you know... Yeah, I'd lose all my customers. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> It'd just be you to argue, going, don't go to a shop, come to mine, wouldn't it? <laughs> Man, Reese's haircuts are good. I've seen him on Instagram. Reese, what's your um, Barber Instagram page? Put it out on the podcast so we get yeah, it's, people following it you. It is at Chicano's Barbershop UK. On anyone, who, um, anyone who didn't get that, we'll be putting it on our stories and on the podcast and, you know, we'll tag it all over there. So um, follow that Instagram page. And he's a good barber. And it's got a very Mexican vibe in there. It's quite cool. So, yeah. It's like Spanish. <laughs> the reason why I actually bring up barbering is one of your customers was fighting on BBC on the weekend. Oh, mate. Yeah, Lewis. He, he did good. He boxed. Uh, it's the best I've seen in box. You know, and he he knew this guy. They they'd sparred together, you know, before years ago, and he knew that he was going to come and throw punches. Strong guy, you know. I mean, these guys as well, you know. What are they like? Five three, five four. But they can when they sit on their punches. You don't know how I feel them, especially with them eight ounce gloves on, you know. But for him not to be affected, to do, he. he I'm not saying he took any punishment, he didn't, but, you know, he, what did land, he took well, he come back. That's what I like to see more, him coming back with combos, combinations. That was good to see. But I was, I was so impressed, so impressed with him. For his fifth fight, I believe he is going out on, in December. They're trying to get him a southern area time. So that is one to watch. And if people haven't seen it, you can watch his fight back on the is it a BBC iPlayer. Yeah, it's on BBC last iPlayer. Friday, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah we'll, 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 put back on there. we'll we'll put a clip of it on um 
a clip on it of a link on us on the haircut yeah. story. Sorry, everyone. Yeah, Rob's just making more work for me. Do you know what I mean? Because he actually does fuck all of the editing, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> or any of the social media stuff. But yeah, um, yeah, I'll bring the content. He looked look look good. He looked good. Yeah, I, he, he just know, sits there and looks pretty. Yeah, yeah, that'll do. That'll do. That'll do. Yeah. But yeah, I was at uh, Lewis and Courtney's pro debut ringside at York Horn. Yeah, and like you say, they might only be little, like five three, five four. But there's power in them hands. I've been in the ring with both of them. We used to box together as amateurs, and uh, I'll tell you, they're hard to hit, and they, when they whack you, you feed it. <laughs> but It'd be what, nice to see Courtney out some more. Uh, the way Lewis boxed on the weekend is he wasn't throwing power shots. He was outboxing no. the kid. Exactly. He, he was like, exactly. okay, you want to hurt me, I'm going to outbox you. I'm going to slip and move, make you hit nothing. And he was landed. He, he was throwing some lovely, effective shots. And like you said, you know, it was he was ahead. And that was his game plan, you know, just to get himself used to the six rounds. That That was important for him. The worst thing he could have done Oh, like, fair enough, it's entertaining for the fans, but the worst thing he could have done is, you know, maybe put the foot on the gas and got him out of there within four rounds because he needs them rounds in the bank. You know, and, and he, he would have learned a lot from that fight. Yeah, especially he if he's going for a seven area title fight, which is a 10 rounder. Yeah, that, you know, that would have been those extra two rounds, they're crucial. And, um, yeah, the experience you gained from that. I mean, it's, you know, it's, that's exactly what he needed. Like I said, I, I stand by it. The worst thing he could have done is, is you know, got him out of there. And that's what, I, that's what I find, you know, going off topic away from Lewis a second is, is a lot of these fighters. Look at, look at, say, maybe it's not a good example, but Campbell Hatter. You know, everyone, you always hear, oh, you know, he's not like his dad. He's got no power. He's not got this. But getting them rounds in the bank, there's, it's no good taking guys out of there. Look at that Edgar Berlanga. I don't know if you know much about him. The yeah. one from New York. You know, knocking guys out in first, second rounds and things like that. When you go to do an eight, ten round fight, you're gassed out. Do you see what, yeah. do you see what I'm getting at? Yeah, well, especially when you've got someone who's making you miss. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, it kind of just becomes exactly. a big maze, doesn't it, really? And, um, yeah, no... That's a good point. Get, yeah. them, get them rounds in early doors, if you can yeah. get the rounds in, and then start entertaining. And that's the unfortunate thing for Campbell Hatton, isn't it? You know, he's um, if he never had that name, you know, he, you know, he would be boxing, yeah. I believe. But he wouldn't have, mm. you know, wouldn't have the expectation, would he? Because um, yeah. I, I, I think he's quite good. Um, but as you say, yeah, he needs to get the rounds in more, I believe. And it's just, it's, it's learning. That's yeah. It. This part of anyone's career is learning. You know, but not all, not every fighter is a Lomachenko that can go into a world title fight. Was it second or third fight? Yeah, second you know, fight. Second fight, yeah. I quickly didn't take just... him to unify the division. It was something ridiculous, wasn't it? Under 10 fights, wasn't it? Or 10 fights, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, but hopefully, you look at the, the amateur experience Loma had. You know, he had a vast amount of amateur experience. And I, I think that helps Joe Joyce a lot. I, mm. I do mm. as well. Yeah, I, I think, think that's really helped him. He's coming professional late, but you can see yeah. the experience. I can see him 
I could see him getting team. five. Yeah, he'll well, win the title. He'll win a world title, I think, definitely. Yeah. When the belts get spread yeah. out, he'll win a world title. Mm. I mean, he beat up, he broke he's, the world's eye socket with a jab, didn't he? Mm. <laughs> 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 no. and, you, and you can quite clearly hit the guy with everything you've got. And he ain't going to go anywhere, is he? Yeah, I mean, that knockout of Parker to me was a, that was a statement. That was a huge I, statement. It was a yeah. massive statement. Yeah, it's kind of going. And uh, Parker, not not the most entertaining, but he's a fucking good fighter. You know, he's beaten some tough. decent people. Tough. He's tough. He's, not, I've, I've, he's never been knocked out, has he? He's been no, he's never been knocked out. No, no. You know, and he's been hit by hard hitters. Um, and he hits hard himself. And for me, the jaws came out and I was like, this is my moment to get myself in that pool mm. of the top five heavyweights. And... I think the Ring Magazine have put him. Um, is it third in the rankings today? Third or fourth? I haven't seen. I haven't seen. I don't, no. don't, Tyson Fury's not even in the top ten. <laughs> so, which is ridiculous. <laughs> he <should> but... have. <laughs> and that's because he, no. he's, he's retired. Then he's not retired. Then he's retired. Then he's not retired. Yeah. And uh, apparently, he's fighting Derek Chisora for a third time now. But that doesn't surprise me because he always said. When I retire, see, this could be his last fight. He's always said he gives us all a big payday when he retires. So this could be the retirement. Yeah, you fight. mentioned that to me, didn't you, on Saturday? Yeah, mm-hmm. and he's all like him and Chisora in the media, and I make out the fucking hate each other. They're oh, good the best mates. mates. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I hope it's not Fury's last fight. I want to see Fury against AJ. I want to see Fury against Usyk. And I want to see Fury against Joyce. I think if it looked, for me, he's probably one of the best British heavyweights we've ever had in history. But he needs to do a couple, you know, he, he needs well, to do one of them. But I do think they're going to milk the life out of the Joshua fight. And it'll be like Kelbrook and Khan, you know, one last hurrah for both of them. Yeah, and it was I've all like that time when I've no got one... That, I've got that feeling. I, can't, I, don't I don't want not. to be wrong. I don't know why I'm wrong. Five, six years too late when they're both no longer champions. That would suck. Pacquiao made of hurrah. When they were knocked out Hatton, that's when... Sorry, when Pacquiao knocked out Hatton... That is when the thought should have happened. And Boy, that was brutal, one. That was probably... That was only like the second round, in. wasn't it, as well? Yeah, it was. And they'd only been knocked down four times, I think. Yeah. <laughs> that was savage. Yeah. But his punch um, output, his punch output, unbelievable. So who's a Mexican? Who's a Mexican who knocked out of Pacquiao? Okay, if one that eight times. Oh, Marquez. Marquez, yeah. Yeah. Um, onto it like a train. Or was it that punch? They, they reckon they reckon they were working on that one punch for like over a year, weren't they? Like, That's we'll the only way they were going to get him, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but do you know he he was a fighter, right? That I, I mean, my my, my favourite fight was Barrera and that trilogy with Morales. If no one's watched it, who's listening to this, watch the trilogy. It's unbelievable. But to to the eye, to the average fan's eye, Marquez doesn't look. You know, he's not flashy. You know, he doesn't have a slick style. But when you watch, his his counter-punching was up there with the best. Yeah. His counter-punch, he was phenomenal. So I said this about Joyce and people say to me, like, oh, he's so, he's just that. My view is he's got the best jab in boxing at the moment. Across the whole ball. For me, he's got the best breaks jab. Up, breaks eye sockets. With his yeah, jab. exactly, yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. That jab. That, that, was, that was a bit of like, um, do, do you think that's damaged? Dubois, is it Dubois, Dubois, Dubois? Yeah, does that damage his career, do you reckon? I think the good thing for him is young, isn't he? So that'll heal up quite quickly. Um, He'll heal up, but do you reckon it'll always be in the back of his head? Yeah. Well, a bit like when Joshua got knocked out by Ruiz, right? You never saw him going to clinch after that. Oh, the clinch, that's what I call it. Yeah, but... 
that was uh, that was very satisfying to watch. Yes, it but was. yeah, <laughs> um, it, was a good, it was a good day for me. A, a fellow <laughs> fat man being a heavyweight world champion made me feel good about myself. <laughs> Uh, I would have bought a steak bag straight away. <laughs> That's the way it is. But it's funny though because that Ruiz, you know, he looked like he's just eaten one too many tamales. You know, he just looked. You looked at him and you think, no way is he going to get past Joshua. And that is the worst attitude you can have. Yeah. You know, looking at reading a book by its cover, you know, like judging a book by its cover. Sorry, it's the worst thing you can do. I mean, here, I, I want to see Ruiz Wilder. I think that's a fantastic fight. And I think Ruiz beats him. Do you reckon? Yeah, I think he does. Yeah. I feel like I should be agreeing with you. Yeah. I just... I just... I thought against Ortizzi looks unbelievable. I really did. He looked brilliant. I think... I think that the, what Wilder's problem is, and I, I, I won't know until I see him in the ring again, is how his fights with Fury have mentally affected him. Yeah. He seems to have lost the plot. You know, like, I just, I don't know where we can go from here. I just can't thought, though, I thought the third Fury fight, he really, oh, he kind of, he come he out, redeemed, he come he out redeemed of himself. Yeah, but he, he, he came he out the first couple of rounds, and he, you know, yeah. he was actually, whoever hurt with him, whatever miracle man, Rasputin or whatever, <laughs> got him jabbing, didn't he? Yeah, you know, he got, he, he got, he got, got. Yeah, and he was giving Fury... And then at one point in the fight, you're thinking, fuck, Fury's going to get knocked out here, isn't he? <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, where's my cash out? <laughs> yeah, I mean, if I've yeah. ever yeah. seen Deontay Wilder box was against Bermain Stavern, the first fight. We the were talking about it the night. Yeah. Mm. Obviously, he knocked him out cold. It was brutal. It was typical Wilder. But that first fight against Bermain Stavern, he was slipping, he was moving, boxing on the back yeah. foot, utilising a jab. So Jesus Christ, he looked amazing. He looked like a well-scored boxer that wasn't yeah. relying on that one-punch power. Like, if he can do it once, he can do it again. Jeez, I, I always thought it was a shame after a fight like that. They just kept putting him in with not very good people. With, you know, if you're constantly fighting, you know, people who are up there, all right, you may lose a fight. Yeah, but you raise the game, win. don't you? Yeah, you're going to improve, aren't you? Whereas... I think that's probably where he got caught out by, look, not caught out by Fury, because Fury will probably go down as one of the best ever heavyweight boxers. But, um, but do you know what? You, you know, he, he obviously walked into that fight thinking, oh, I've got to do is clip him. Or I've got to do is yeah. have one. And uh, that wasn't the case. You mentioned something that's you know, oh, you may lose the fight. This is something I feel strongly on with, you know, these, these up and comers, these prospects is it's okay to fight each other, it's okay to take a loss. Yeah, you know, it's just how you come back from it. Find mm. each other, you know. Let's in an ideal world, let's just say that Ben doesn't get a ban. He can go and fight that um, that Boots Ennis or Virgil Ortiz, you know. And whoever wins, wins, and whoever loses, you can come back. Yeah, you know, it doesn't it doesn't define you as a fighter or as a boxer. Yeah, James, my my great example of that is Kiko Martinez. You know, regaining yeah. the world heavyweight title at his age, and he'd taken a few. They lost to Frampton, Quig, and then lost a few yeah. more. He got himself back into another title contention and shot the world. I mean, no, I don't, yeah, no, he did. He really did. Completely different eras, but look at um, Sugar Ray. You know, he, how many losses did he have? He had about yeah. 170 wins, but he also had a lot yeah. of losses. Well, um, Chavez Senior. Chavez Senior is a perfect yeah. example of that. For me, he's exactly. probably one of the all time best ever fighters. 
But because I'll in put, my way, maybe I'll put his son up to that as well. Yeah. Oh yeah. God no. <laughs> <laughs> Please, he man. is. He's an embarrassment. Isn't he? Uh, Canelo, who's yeah, his not... son, really. <laughs> yeah. Canelo looks like Canelo looks like he was born in Donegal, didn't he? Not bloody Mexico. But <laughs> 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 oh. what you're saying about obviously, you know, when you're Deontay Wilder won the title, he was then fighting obviously the likes of Arthur Spilsker, etc., etc., until he fought Fury. Do you think Clarissa Shields, obviously going back to this weekend's boxing? Yes, she's unified. She's unified very quickly. But because there's not that much depth in uh, the female divisions, do you think that is going to hinder her on Saturday night when she goes in against Clarissa Shields? Because as as small as this country is, we've now got depth domestically for for sparring partners at least. When you've got Natasha Jonas, Terry Harper... Katie Taylor, I know she's in Ireland, but she's over here training mm. from time to time. And, you know, Ebony Bridges, Shannon Courtney. I know they're all different weights, but, you know, we're starting to get a bit of depth now in women's boxing. So the sparring's going to be better. And the yeah. opposition Savannah Marshall's faced mm. is probably the same level of Chris Shields faced. I think the problem for Clarissa Shields is she's, in a way, she was hyped up like Ronda Rousey was in MMA. You know, remember that? And she fought someone who could box and got knocked out. Mm. Um, and Clarissa Shields in the States, yeah, she's this all-conquering woman. But let's get yeah. realistic. Savannah Marshall has the better regime, definitely. Yeah. For me. I, I quite like how Chris Shields is a loud mouth yank, but I think it's brilliant. Oh, gosh, what a annoying. There, oh, yeah, I mean, there's the, obviously she comes out with some crap, doesn't she? That can cut some nerves. <laughs> yeah, no, but I suppose it's horses for courses. But uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I can't warm to her. I no, I don't, to for, her. For, me, for me, it's just. Kind of overhyped, but for what reason? Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, all yeah, I do, I get what you're coming from. I, I think what she's doing is actually great for the marketing of women's boxing. No, it is, it is brilliant. herself, but for women's boxing, I think she's brilliant. That's, yeah, and I, I completely agree with that. But you know, I was thinking me, she's a bit of an overhyped fighter, maybe. You know, like Joshua was got as recently yeah. got her in Ruiz, and uh, the fact was. His chin had been tested a couple of times before. He'd nearly got himself in big trouble, but he was just so he was very hyped up to be this invincible heavyweight, which it never was. You know, for me, Chris Shield, I don't think she'll win this fight. I really don't. What do you? I just got what was this in my head? Talking of women's boxing, what do you think of doing the all women shots? Like I understand why they do, but do you think that's good? I mean. It... I don't think it draws a crowd like it would if they had it. You know, I just think the card should be mixed, really, because I just think you get... I just think it draws more crowd in. I think that's a very interesting point. It'll be interesting to see what the O2 looks like this numbers on TV. Mm. See, see what the gate's done. Obviously, I've looked at the undercard. The undercard, regardless if it was all female or not, it's a bit of a shit undercard. I just can't think, Lucas. Like, 
you know, with it's great having all this card, and I think that idea is fantastic. But it's probably not the right time to do it. Now, five years time, maybe the right time to do it. But I, I just think it it may not draw the numbers. Me personally, do. I don't. I don't think it's a good idea. I love. I like women's boxing, but you know, you're then segregating women from the men again. Yeah. And I can't think of this as well. You know, if you put them on a big, if you put a big women's fight on a big car, which I've done before, right? Yeah. You know, you know, put a women's fight on Joshua Usyk as the undercard. That makes sense to me. Yeah, you exactly. Know, you know, because whether people are going to watch it or not, they're getting the numbers in. Or, yeah. you know, people will be sitting down watching that. Uh, heavyweight championship of the world. Everyone watches it. People are going yeah, to tune in yeah. for the fight before, or at least the last few rounds of it. That's a bit of exposure. Exactly. Yeah, and... Exactly. Uh, you know, let's think about it. Like Ramla Ali, she was fighting on uh, the AJ Usyk undercard. She won by knockout, a fantastic knockout as well. Now, even if you're as oh, not really into this woman's boxing malarkey, and you're seeing that because you got it on the TV, mm. waiting for the main event, yeah, you're probably going, mm. bloody hell, yeah, I'll keep an eye out for her. That's good. Yeah, well, if, that, if, that, if, if that was on an all women's card, would people be talking about that knockout? No, because yeah. they'd probably be being sexist, about, but no, they wouldn't. Because yeah. they'd probably be talking about the fact it was an all women's card more than anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. <laughs> but, I, I actually think fair play to Ben for putting that on, regardless if it gets the numbers or not. It it will get media coverage in papers. It will get coverage yeah, will. on the news because it's the first time in you know British boxing history it's happened. But for their sake, I hope the arena's full. I, I do really hope, mm. you know, like we said earlier, they've had to rearrange, they've had to rejig everything. That have they took their foot off the gas for training and then hit it hard again, or if they just ticked over? Like, there's a lot they've gone through in the past couple of weeks. And imagine you've gone through all yeah. that to come out to four thousand people and a twenty thousand person. I, I think, think about fans here as well. You know, fans who have you know probably bought tickets for the first event, booked hotels. It's not happened. They can't afford to go to the Rescheduled fight. Yeah, I'm not talking about things that are refunded. You know, yeah, things like trains. This isn't a great time to have it. It would have been the only time they would have been refunded, I'd imagine. Because I know people that was going up to Liverpool and had hotels booked for the football and cost of the funeral, they managed to get their train fare and hotel refunded. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, normally you can't get your train refunded if you if something happens. If your train tickets cost you two hundred quid and you can't go no more, it's your fucking problem. The amount yeah. of times I've had that going and watch what for the way it pisses me off. <laughs> Sky's <laughs> moved it to a Sunday morning at seven a.m. Oh, fucking brilliant! <laughs> That's great. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I obviously the the main event is going to be packed in there. But I, I hope for the undercard fighters' sake, it, it's. Still got a decent. Was it the O2? Yeah. What's that like? 16,000 capacity, isn't it? 20,000. Yeah, it's big arena, yeah. Uh, I'm sure sure they'll be all right. Like you said, the main main card will be. Let's let's have a look at something quickly because I I pulled up the undercard. Let's have a look at tickets. How many tickets have got left? Buy tickets from 25 quid. That's good, isn't it? Fuck, shall we go? You driving? I always drive. <laughs> Let's see how much it is to get 
decent suits. Half decent suits. You two could do mobile hair cutting in the concourse. <laughs> They do have quite a few seats left. Um, not loads, but they've got a few. But yes, starting from um, 30 25 cap, down, 30 quid. You can get ringside seats for 114 quid. No, <laughs> you're having me on. Being serious. Hey, cuts up, cuts first media trip. <laughs> yeah, look at this. Basically ringside. Oh Jesus, fourteen pounds. Cheap, isn't it? That is That's cheap. Unreal, isn't it? So, <laughs> it's, quite, it's quite tempting. It is quite tempting. <laughs> but yeah, so at that price, hopefully they do sell it out and because I think it'd be a historic moment for boxing if it is a big event, sold out arena. Yeah. But I, think I actually, the goals in Dublin when Katie Taylor fought um, the last fight, Madison Square Garden, where she unified, and it was against just, Serrano, wasn't it? Yeah, it was just crazy yeah. in Dublin. It was, you know, people were up at when at whatever time it would have been there, four a.m. <laughs> Pubs were packed, people partying in the street after. I didn't actually realise how big of a pool she had in that sense. Yeah, it's like England have won the fucking World Cup. <laughs> it was mental, but so yeah, it's obviously it's going some, it's going in the right direction of it. In this it is, but I do I do believe it should be mixed um cards. Just one, yeah. no segregation, and two because it's almost they're, like... they're going to benefit from more eyes on there because there's not going to be that many casuals watching that this weekend. Yeah, no, no, it's just like it's, oh, I'd like to see a mixed card. I hope, I hope this, but I hope that this isn't the start of you know women's boxing for all these years. They've wanted to be recognised. You know, they finally get themselves out there, and then all of a sudden they start doing women's only cards. Yeah, because that you just go in the complete wrong direction. Yeah, Do wouldn't, help, what... wouldn't help the cause, would it? No, it wouldn't. No, you know, it's a load of bollocks. But fingers crossed. What I do hope is that we do get an entertaining fight, an exciting fight. And if it goes to the scorecards, I hope that they're fair on, e on either side, you know. Yeah, I mean, that's another yeah. part of boxing. We can yeah, Brit British boxing has been dragged through <laughs> yeah. the mud enough as it is the past yeah. couple of weeks. The last thing we need is dodgy fucking scorecards. Yeah. Yeah. Get Catwell on there, can't we? See what he has to say. Yeah. <laughs> Adam Catwell don't mind calling him out, does he? No, yeah, Jack, Jack, Jack Carroll, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I'm surprised he's not shot one of the judges, but... <laughs> no, he should have. Sky to it. So before we wrap this up, let's do predictions then. Oh. I'm going yeah. Savannah Marshall, point swim. What about you, Reese? Uh, I'm going I'm to say Shields on points. I'm gonna cheat. I'm and just that... I'm gonna quickly look at Marshall's uh Marshall's KO percentage quickly. Can't be because I, I, I do generally think Marshall will uh knock her out. That's and what I'd like to see. Look. I'll explain why. So like I said earlier, oh yeah, she's definitely gonna knock her out. Twelve fights. 10 KOs. She's knocking her out. 
and her last unanimous decision was in 2018. Bloody hell. I forget how long ago that was. <laughs> the reason why I think she'll knock her out, as like I said earlier, um, Carissa Shields is too emotionally invested. She's going to be chasing. She's going to try to hurt her. And when you box yeah. like that, um, you overextend, you lean forward, you, you step too far forward sometimes. And you walk you into walk shots. Onto one. And as professional as she is, and as well-schooled as she is, she's in the lion's den, off home soil for the first time in her life, against someone who's got a, a W over her. Mm-hmm. And she's only human. And that, that will be quite a hostile in there. You, you could imagine all the booze coming out with, with shields, like you say, being so emotionally invested. And she thinks a lot of herself. That will really knock her down a peg or two. Yeah, and I think that will affect her game plan. And Savannah still, Marshall I'm, does I'm... sell a lot of tickets, so it is going to be mm. Savannah Marshall fans in there. Yeah, interesting. I mean, like I said earlier at the beginning, I'd like to, uh, I'd like to see Marshall win. I would, but I'm just going out on a whim. I think Shields. So I'm going. Marshall <laughs> knockout. You're going Shields. What points or knockout? Points. And Rob's going Marshall points. Yeah. What we what we're betting on it? A fiver. A, a seagull. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, it's fine by me. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Yeah. Right. <clears throat> thanks for coming on, boys. And oh, if, thanks for uh, having me. If it's a nice, entertaining weekend. Might have to jump on and do a podcast on Sunday morning if it's worth it. Hopefully, it is going to be worth it. I would like just before we go, I watched on on Saturday night, well, Sunday morning, that Sebastian Fundora. Have you seen it? I, I think he's only like super welterweight or light middle. He's about six foot five. He's massive. He's so massive guy. You know, he's definitely one to watch out for. He's got some areas I'd like to see him work on. But, you know, for anyone listening to this, watch some highlights of him on, on YouTube. You know, that'll be, that'll be one to watch out for in the future. Anything you want to add, Bob? I the audits. We're fucking shit. But, um, Not shit yeah, as um, Anfield, mate. They're in relegation zone. Well, you won. We lost the battle. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, follow, um, follow Reese's Barbershop. Um, Really name. My pronunciation's rubbish. It's at Chicano's Barbershop UK. We'll be putting it in the stories. Um, yeah, we hope to have Reese back on as much as we can. They're a great guest. That'd be nice. On. We appreciate right, it. Thanks, um, thanks for having me, guys. And yeah, fellow haircuts, stuff cuts. And um, yeah, we'll yeah. see you next podcast. And leave us a review and shit on iTunes because it helps the people seeing us. And you can follow us on Spotify. Uh, I didn't know you could follow podcasts on Spotify. I listened to loads of podcasts and wasn't following any of them. But you can follow Basically, follow you. Uh, basically it's been living under a rock for the past 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. I cut air for a living, Rob. I don't do this computer <laughs> shit. Yeah, he's not as young as he looks. <laughs> no. Right, cheers, boys. <laughs> That's a joke, isn't it? Right, cheers, guys. <laughs> <laughs> See you.